From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the Resistance. This is John Crump, live. Yes, we are back. It is Thursday, which is our Friday, which is really, really cool. We have some really cool guests coming up next week. But we are sponsored by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency on the uh, for the firearms market, and we're, we're going to have Rob McNeely on. I'm, dude, I'm tired. I got like four hours of sleep last night, and that's the most sleep I've gotten in two months. But we have Rob McNeely on, who's going to be talking about Tusk. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk and play the commercial. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet! With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. Thank you very much, Tusk, for that awesome commercial that I did for you guys. Okay, we are also sponsored by JM4 Tactical. This is my JM4 Tactical holster right here, and I am going to put up a link. Rich, if you want to share your affiliate link, you can um, out there in the description. I see you in the backstage, but if not, I'll just share mine. But these are my my holsters that I use, I the company's not mine, but I this holster is mine. And I've been a JM4 customer for about five years, and now they are a sponsor. So that's really, really cool of them. And they are the best holsters on the planet. Did you bring protection? Uh, I, I left it at home. It's just a little uncomfortable. <sighs> Sounds like you've never used JM4 Tactical before. Lined with leather for your pleasure. JM4 Tactical's magnetic holsters keep your piece securely in place without the need for a belt. So when you slide it in... Uh, feels like there's nothing there. Click the link to get your hands on your own holster or go to jm4tactical.com. And know what I'm going to be putting in here? I uh, got a package in the mail today. I was like, what the hell is this? Open it up. And it was a uh, P80, uh, basically a Glock 43 P80. And it will actually fit in here. So I got to make that. And it is blue, guys. So there you go. (laughs) I see Rich back there. His eyes just lit up. So let's go ahead and bring Rich on. Thank you, JSD Supply. I actually see JSD Supply out in the crowd. But thank you, JSD Supply, for everyone, uh, for everything you do, St. Venro. And here is Flying Rich. Flying Rich, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, good, good. Blue titanium? I'm not saying what it is. No, it's uh, it's not. It's like cobalt. Cobalt yeah. blue? Yeah, so it looks like I'm going to be making a uh, G43 clone here. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, to go along with my G26 clone that I'm making and to go along with my G29 clone, not G20, G19 clone I'm, clone I'm making, all from P80 and all from uh, 
Jordan Venro, think Venro of JSD Supply. We are also yes. joined by... Uh, they sent us cool stuff. Yeah, or, or Rob McNeely of Tusk, who is also a Howdy. sponsor of the show. I see my brother-in-law, Bill, all back out there. Hey, Bill, what is up, my my friend? Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and talk to Rob McNeely about what is going on in the world of Tusk. But before that, Rich, do you have anything you want to share? I'm trying to share my link from my slow computer for Jam4 Tactical. Okay. Well, and the ATF, FBI, and Bomb Squad have not been to my house today. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, the the, yeah. the Bomb Squad was behind Rich's house yesterday. <laughs> that's of kind me. of a, if, if that's your idea of a good day, that's kind of a low bar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's going on, guys? Uh, not much. I'm just going to, until Rich gets his link on, I'm going to share my, because, you know, kind of low. My computer's crazy slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not much, man. Um, you got to get one of those, those the M1 chips. Um, I will, as soon as I get paid. You know, people have problems paying me. You're, you're paid. <laughs> I didn't get the email I got paid. You're paid, don't worry. But yeah, so Rob, um, how's everything going on in the tough world? Good. By the way, I really like the JM4 commercial. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty uh, good people. I mean, they're actually great people. So, um, how many? Cl- I got. A, I got actually. A, a maybe uh, Jordan can answer this. Can you use three D printed guns in like three gun matches? Is there any prohibitions on competition shooting outside of like gun makers matches? Can you use them in like other types of competitions or do you have to have factory factory? No, I think you can do it. That um, would be a good question to know. So if somebody knows, maybe they can say in the chat is if you can use 3d printed guns for, um, you know, IPC or whatever, uh, types of matches. Cause I want to know. I don't have the answer. All right. and the rule book's like that thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you can't do a control F and search through the rule book. I just figured someone here would know. And I'm surprised um, you guys don't know. You should know this. This is on, a very good on. question. I know somebody that knows the stuff. Right. You, can, you, can, you, can, you can run a three-gun match with a 3D printed gun. You sure? Yeah. In any category? Uh, I'm not sure in any category. Well, that's the question. Like, what the what are the rules about it? As long as it fits in the box and it can be safe. That goes. That's good advice for lots of things, but I'm very specific about this. I, I'm asking somebody that shoots three gun matches. Oh, that was ri- a good joke. You didn't even laugh at that joke. It, did it just go so far above your head because you haven't slept or what? Oh, dude, I've I've been having. Uh, like I last night, I got four hours of sleep, and I'm like, dude, I'm feeling awesome because I got four hours of sleep. That's the most amount of sleep I've gotten in two months. In one night, makes sense. Which is awesome, but which is feeling awesome. And Rich, I went back and I clicked the little button that says notify you of the of the oh. of the ACH. So okay. you should have that email now. Okay. It's not automatic. I had to click a button to actually send you an email. Right. See somebody somebody found my joke funny in there. See? MC. At least somebody in the audience has taste and a sense of humor. 
Yeah, yeah, one yeah. One person. Don't 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 rate our audience too high. Unless it's Jordan Benro, then you can rate him high. But uh, there's one of my fifters, one of my good sisters, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. No, as opposed to the other type. No, no, all my sisters are good. Bill, uh, yeah, so uh, Kelly's in the audience, and so is her husband. Hi, Kelly and husband. Yeah. Look, we're here on John Crump Live, Team Uncool. Oh, uh, Rob. Team I, Uncool. I, I guess I guess uh, the secret is out, so I wanted to tell you this. Uh, we are working on a project with Jay the Shooter and Mr. Wilkes. Okay. Uh, we're tell us. a 3D printed machine gun. Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be like an SOT yeah, kind a, of yeah, definitely SOT dealer post sampley kind of thing. Yeah, I don't want to go to uh, prison. So yes, it's, it's uh, Jay the Shooter is an SOT. Well, there's lots of people that post about building NFA shit and bragging about it, and don't seem to care about going to prison. So. Oh, but I care. <laughs> well, good. Because I don't want you to go to prison because that wouldn't look good for me. Yeah. I care about going to prison. I don't want to go to prison. No, everything's going to be done legally. Uh, what, would it be like a complete unique design or would it be like just some kind of like it would be a clone of some other platform? No, I mean, it's not going to be a total clone. It's going to be modified. We'll probably do a, it's, it's going to be a remix. Very cool. Who's designing it? Uh, a few of us. So, uh, DLD After gonna, Dark. You, you going to send me some STL files or what? Well, oh, if you if if you want, uh, are you are, are you an SOT? I'll send it to you. I, I don't care. I could be. That, right? <laughs> just fill a, just another tax stamp, isn't it? Just when you you have to go get license and pay another little. It's the SOT year starts in June, so if, if you're going to do it, you might as well wait until June 1st. Yeah. It, it, it if, renews in June. Well, it, no, if you put in your paperwork now, it's not going to be done until June. Oh, okay. You guys are depressing me now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just an extra form. Yeah, it's not actually technically an SOT, is not technically a new license. No, no it's like an add on. Yeah, but are, are you an FFL? No. Okay. Well, then you have to. Get that. But I, I, but I know lots of them. Uh, like, okay. no, I'm very nerdy. Like, um, uh, one of our one of the Tusk advisors is a guy who runs uh, FFL Consultants, and they do like this like monthly webinar full of for just FFLs. And I sit in every month, and I'm not an FFL, but I like to learn. <clears throat> it's interesting, man. Like all the scary stuff's going on. What. You know the ATF, but um, I sit in every month on FFL meetings on all the compliance stuff FFL I, I, FFLs have to go through. So I just I'm just learning. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it in the future. Like I like the idea of being in the gun business. So, but ten years ago, me and a friend were looking at seriously getting into ammunition manufacturing and what that would look like and take. And and I, I still got the bug, but we'll just have to see what the future holds. I think right now, jumping into the with the current administration, it just the ATF has gone zero tolerance um, on a lot of stuff. So they're being very, very difficult right now. So I'm going to wait to see where things go over the next couple of years. Unfortunately, I will be in New York when this was going to happen. But I had someone agree. I, I, I got an invite like 
a kind of a roundabout way of getting in to a ATF meeting greet with the heads of the ATF down in Atlanta. And I had someone agree to pay for everything, flights, hotels, cars, food, everything for me to go down there and do it. Um, but I'm going to be in New York, unfortunately. I, I think I know that there's supposed to be 21 people from the ATF. I think I know the event you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but I was going to yeah. go down there, and that was going to be hilarious to film. Yeah. And the thing is, the people that are willing from the ATF to go to like an event like that are actually not usually the troublemakers. No, these, the, yeah, but, but yeah, Marvin Richardson's going to be there. Oh, he's the head of the acting head of the ATF. Uh, acting. Yeah, well, we haven't had a head of ATF uh, since like 2008. Who's the new sock puppet they want for head of the ATF? My my family would kill me, Jordan, if I canceled it. The new sock puppet? puppet? Yeah. Oh, dude, that dude's a freaking moron. I downloaded all his uh, social media feeds and I'm combing through it right now. Well, that's always fun. Yeah. Just something... But, and- What's that? It's just something that uh, I, I do. Yeah, Wait, Sean, you're you're going to be in New York without me. When, when are you going to New York? Uh, the End week the after month. Easter. Hmm. The week after Easter. Are you going to go up? Uh, I, I don't have any pending reason to go. Uh, so, does anybody really have a reason to go to New York? Yeah, not the, right now. Yeah, the the guy that they're going to. Um, that they're going to no, uh, nominate is a guy named Steve Dudelbach, and if let's get into this really quick, Dudelbug? Yeah, Dudelbug. 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 D- Dung beetle, I call him. Um, he is a very much a gun grabber. Uh, he wants to ban all semi semi-automatic uh, rifles. He's for universal background checks and registrations. Uh, for he wants to expand gun confiscations for misdemeanor crimes. Misdemeanor. Yes, gun Whoa. confiscations for uh, any type of mental health issue. Um, you know, so I got a dumb issue, and I don't want to get into like you know the current the thing I support today social media thing, but. You have the left, like, all big on Ukraine and, you know, going to war in Ukraine and everything else, which is like giving out, like, you know, anti-tank javelin missiles to everybody who walks and machine guns to everybody. But yet the left here still wants to confiscate all our guns. This is very comp. This is very complicated to me. I don't but, understand uh, the gymnastics they're going it through. it isn't. It isn't. I mean, the, this is how they play. It's like. Kill babies, but not murderers, you know, convicted criminals. You know, this is the diametrically opposed conflict that they all go like, yeah, let's just do it. Nobody should have an assault rifle, except in the Ukraine. Let's send them some more. Let's send them lots more. And on top of that, let's give every one of them a javelin. I mean, there's like more javelins than like people now or something. It's like, and I'm like, why don't I have a javelin? Uh, Why I want one now, right? I mean, that's that's AMC fair. AMC stopped building them. That's why. Yeah, javelins are freak. <laughs> Car joke. Um, javelins are freaking awesome, man. I, I love how they did like, whoo, boom. They were like one of my favorite weapons in the original Modern Warfare games. Modern Warfare Two, the original Modern Warfare Two. 
where you would, uh, you know, you would be in a city fighting. It's a Call of Duty game. And you just like pick a random spot on the map and just send the javelin up and just see if you hit anyone. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, in, I'm in favor of whatever administration wants to hand those out. So whoever's running, I want javelin. That's, if we fair, only fair. knew who run this, ran this country. Yeah, that's I'm trying to figure out who ran this country because obviously it's not Biden. Did you see Biden? I don't know. Rich has seen this, but with the Secret Service agent telling him to turn. And he just keeps on walking forward. It starts walking up the grass. Into the woods. Into the woods. Like, there's a path that turns. And six serves keep from telling him to turn. And he just starts walking up the grass. Well, it, it's funny. Somebody on Instagram, I, I don't know if it originated on Instagram, but it, it was on Instagram. Somebody did a voiceover. It's like, uh, you know, tell him to turn. No, you, you need to stand up in front of him. No, no. Oh, he's he's going to keep going. <laughs> like, and they, they did a voiceover on it. It was pretty funny. It's like, it's like where is he going? <laughs> I'm more worried about where the I'm more worried about the where the rest of us are going at this point because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's just like, how can you pretend like this dude is okay and not don't have issues? How can we, you know, the guy was obviously got some weird thing going on with smelling children. <laughs> so I, I never really got past that part of it. Like even if he, when he was like more coherent. So not only does he got some interesting behavioral ticks let's call it a behavioral tick smelling children's a behavioral tick or worse but i'm giving the benefit of the doubt but yeah um, it's we're in we're in bad shape right now and the supreme court just got messed up a little more so i don't know it's gonna be a very interesting two years i I'm, oh, I, I'm, i've been on a news blackout did they confirm uh yep the next radical yep mitt romney thank you I don't live that far from Mitt Romney. I can't say that. I didn't vote for him. No, no I wasn't what I was thinking. All right, I, I just want—I just want to share this because this is freaking hilarious. So, check this out. I love this. This is—I don't know, Richie, you've seen this. Have you seen this, uh, Rob? Oh, that's mm, sad. This. Watch this. Oh. So this is a reception at the White House, and they're celebrating 12 years of Obamacare, and there's Obama, and, you know, he's he's pressing the flesh, and there's Caramello pressing the flesh, and not one person wants to talk to Joe Biden. Watch, watch him, watch him. And then Joe that. Biden reaches out to Barack's shoulder and starts yanking on it and yelling, Barack, Barack. Watch this. You gotta do it here. It's it's sad. I mean, this is just incredibly sad. Now, <laughs> he just totally ignores the, him. <laughs> you see the hand in... Oh, dude, that's... That's, uh... You know... You know, it it, it seems Ugh. funny, but I actually I think that's um, I think that's actually sad. It, it is sad. I mean, look, I, I don't like Biden, and I and, and maybe maybe the reason, even though I don't like Biden, that that gives me the chills is because no, none of us ever want to be in that situation where we're completely ignored. In worst case scenario, the 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 leader of the free world is in that situation where he's being completely ignored. That's, so, that's kind so, of terrifying. Well, what that means is that he's not viewed 
in that room by all those players as being the guy making decisions. What do they That's know that, that we don't indicates. know? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's ding, what they ding, knew ding. that everybody seems to know but don't want to talk about. He's not making decisions, so they're going to ignore him. And yeah. so, yeah, that's and by the way, that's a real problem because he's supposed to be the elected leader. So if he's not the elected leader making decisions, who is? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's scary to me. Yeah. Like, we, we should know that. <laughs> right? I originally thought it was Carmella, but I don't think it's her either. No. I don't think it is either. She she doesn't strike me as being a strong leader. Uh, but I, don't I think it's, 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 she doesn't. She doesn't strike me being strong enough to fight Wade out of a wet paper bag. And and let's see what what's the saying? If brains were gunpowder, she wouldn't have enough to blow her nose. Yeah, but but un, unfortunately, you know this this lack of leadership or perceived leadership is bad and, and bad for our country that we we don't actually know who's running things and if we don't know then they're not elected to that job which says that we're somehow on either we're on some weird autopilot which i don't believe is the case or other people are really pulling the strings at this point which that are not unelected so i'm not going to go alex jones on this kind of stuff but i think as a country we should be pretty concerned about this we gotta have pastor fan back on if we want to go alex jones one of our viewers is like was a yeah, I think he still might be a uh, like an Infowars contributor. Um, watch this. Watch this. This is hilarious. The grass is very deep. This is at the White House, right? That is, huh? He lives at the White House. Let me remind you, he lives at the White House. So you see the Secret Service agent. He's just going to point, point, like, point. at the end of the sidewalk, turn right, you know. And then he just keeps going. Look, look, he's pointing. He's point. He literally pointed, turned, and walked away, and he just keeps going. There's a voiceover on this that's hilarious. <laughs> that, now look, he's kind of like, huh, shrub here, shrub. Did they change this on me yeah. before he came home? How does yeah, that happen? It's... it's the White House. It's not like somewhere he's never been. Well, look, John, I I hope you understand. Some of us have houses that are so large, there's places we've never been. Or beach houses that they've never been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to my beach house like three times. And and who can name the song? My Maserati does 185. I lost my license. Now I don't drive. What the hell? Who knows that song? Oh, life's been good, but... Just, just stop. Okay. You're dating yourself, Rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maserati are terrible cars, by the way. Awful cars. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And um, yeah, yeah. But I heard Joe's got a mansion. Forfeit the price. Um, what, what's the rest of the next one? Ain't never been there. I heard it's nice. Yeah, well, you talk about Joe Walsh again. Yeah, we're, we're losing the audience, dude. Let's let's. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Like, uh, I'm going to tell a funny story about Rich that happened the other night. So, uh, Dark, Rich, and I are all on the phone. We're talking about something, and all of a sudden we hear. Oh Jesus! <sighs> yeah, it, it was like twelve forty. What do you I don't, I don't have the insomnia superpowers that you do, John. Well, Dark was okay. 
No, wait, wait a second. When Dark does a live stream, oh, it's Thursday. Watch Dark's live stream. Like twelve forty-five, he's gonna be like this on camera. He's gonna be like, yeah. All right. So, so with, let's get back to Tusk. Uh, any big announcements? Other the GOA thing has been announced, but any other big announcements? Uh, let's see. It's been a little quiet because we recruited some new devs and they're deving. So that's what we're working on right now. So um, they are working on the first um, NFT mint capability functions that's going to be done through our GUI wallet. So you're going to be able to mint NFTs right from your account on the TUS website. And so we decided we did a little bit of a pivot and we are thinking that we want to make it so people can build decentralized NFTs. And then also we're looking at creating like kind of a pop-up store that people can use to sell their own NFTs right on their own websites without having to go through a third party like OpenSea or one of those third party market um, marketplaces for NFTs. So we're going to do that as the first rollout. So essentially because Tus, the Tus wallet and these little, let's call it a pop-up store for lack of a better word, or pop-up, pop-up marketplace that you would. So for instance, you could mint, the idea is that you'll be able to mint like John Crump NFTs right through the Tus wallet and then be able to sell them through a widget, essentially, you can put on your website. And by doing it this way, um, we since Tusk is non-custodial, you'll be hosting, you know, we don't, we're a non-custodial wallet. And this marketplace way to say, this, it'll be non-custodial. You'll just be able to put whatever you want on there, meaning, say you want to put 3D printed gun files as NFTs and then sell them through your website. We couldn't stop you from doing that. If we were a third-party or centralized NFT marketplace like OpenSea, we would have to put rules in place to prevent things like that because of the legalities and liabilities. So we're going to make it so it's decentralized right out of the gate first and then work with other people to build centralized solutions for other things. Hmm. Now, are you open to any kind of liability if you do it like that, do it decentralized? Well, we don't host it, so it's like not at all. Not my problem. It's not my problem. So our wallet is non-custodial. So and ju- and this will be like a non-custodial. So essentially, instead of going through, like imagine OpenSea, which is the biggest NFT marketplace. It's like think of it as eBay for NFTs, right? E- e- eBay has lots of rules of things you cannot sell on eBay because of their terms of service, and some of that's informed by liability and laws, right? You know, you, they don't want to sell weapons and and things of that nature, pornography, things like that. So anytime you open up a platform where you make a commission for facilitating the sale and transactions of other people's stuff there's sometimes some liability around that depending on how it's done and and so we're saying is if we don't launch that and you just put something on your own website you can put anything you want and take that risk on yourself and so we're deciding to go with the nft instead of trying to focus on building an nft marketplace that's very centralized which would need those kind of rules we're going to make it so you can be your own marketplace in a decentralized way Oh, that's cool. So, so, so we've switched gears a little bit on that rollout because we were going to do something different, but we think that this just is the much better way. So, there's no middleman, and essentially, this way, there's no middleman. So, John can mint an NFT through his wallet. I can't stop him. Can't change that. And then he'll be able to sell it directly on his website to other people. And we're going to make it so anybody can do that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to share something really quick here. Uh, Sorry for breaking. This is going all over the place. 
But uh, somebody just uh, tweeted at me on Twitter, and I want to show what they tweeted. They uh, made a. They they made this. <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> Joe Biden picks Ted Nugent as head of ATF. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. I don't think that's going to happen, though. No, no, but it's kind of funny. No, there is a Crump NFT um, that I will be giving away when I hit a twenty-five thousand. Maybe I'll move it over right now. It's on. Uh, it's on uh, Ethereum. Maybe I should move it to uh, Tusk. I think you should. We can help you make. We can help you mint that now. Okay. You can do. You can mint an NFT on Tusk with a command line interface wallet right now. What? We just. Oh yeah. But it's just complicated. So what we're saying is uh, we're we're building it so you'll be able to do it just through the the web wallet. So you can just basically drag and drop NFT creation. That's what we're build. That's what we're building right now. I, I probably can figure it out, but I, I don't have. Time. I can give. <laughs> I could send you the link on how to do it. All right. There's a whole document on how to do this. I can send it to you. Okay. How about a script kitty? Can you send me a script kitty? Basically. But I try to stay away from kitty as much as possible. There's too much uh, but I intentionally yeah. made that joke. Dude, you can do py- you can probably make a Python. Uh, like- there is a Python script already. All right, never mind. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I can send you the link on how to do it if you want. Um, we haven't been pushing that yet because we want to make it so because there's no place to sell it yet. All right, so- well, that, that's easy. I thought you were you were going to send me like all the information. Now I was going to have to write my own Python and but. They've already no, no. Oh, this okay. is already, dude. I can. All right, all right. Then never mind. Then. Then, then, then it's not complicated. It's it's not complicated for you, but it would be complicated for a lot of people. Okay. So <laughs> we, it, you know, we got to make it user friendly for like the, you know, shooting like gallery in England or something. If you want people like so you pick shooting gallery in England to do it, it's got to have you know something Python script. Well, and I, I gonna... want him to do it. I was going to teach Shooting Gallery New England C-sharp. You know, you know our, code is, code. our core code. Your core code our is core is C++. I know. I know. But I want to teach him C-sharp. That seems to be the hotness. Why? What do you want him to do with that? I don't know. The hotness. People, the hotness is rust and flutter. Yeah. That's what the hotness is right now. Did you say flutter? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Well, you're behind times, buddy. You got to get on. You got to get up to speed. Uh, you know, it went from Python was the hotness a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm still trying to catch up to the Python hotness. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all, someday. Yeah, I mean, eventually, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, eventually, it's going to get to like low code, no code type stuff for code. They've been saying that for let's see, since the eighties. Yeah, but it's it's coming. It's it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. People don't think in a programmatic way. They're still going to need somebody to drag and drop, and and you know connect things up. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot more people that's going to be able to drag and drop. Mm. So, Maybe. John, I just sent you a document to your Gmail. Okay. All right. So, whenever you get a chance, if you want to play around, let me know. 
Yeah, I see it right here. I will go ahead and I'll mint something for my 25. I was going to do it on Ethereum, but I'll do it on Tusk. Send it to me, John. I want to see that also. I will. I've already uh, minted one NFT on Ethereum, but I'll, I'll do another one on Tusk. Trader. Because I, I, no, I, no, I, 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 I minted that before the hard fork or anything. Uh, yeah. So I'm but, not a yeah, trader. So, it didn't exist. <laughs> trader. Trader. No, but yeah, like honestly, if you want to help out, yeah, let me know. There's we we need lots, but um, we have people that are interested in minting NFTs. So really, this is where we are. It's just like head down coding. It's not sexy time, right? So, um, but I'm I'm super stoked uh, with the NFT stuff. Like I think that is the future, and we got we got a lot of interesting novel things we've been batting around about things that we could build with NFTs. And I got some I got some interesting use cases for NFTs coming, and so. Um, but I think the number one thing that I see with the gun community, at least out of the gate, is NFT patches. Patches are basically ah. NFTs. NFTs are digital patches. I like NF- it. I like it. NFTs are digital challenge coins. Ooh. You know, I mean, essentially, yeah. that's these. So if you think about it, everybody likes to trade those and give those away. You know, so mm-hmm. why not make them as NFTs? And I then like you that. That's do, very and, cool. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be like one of the ways that we start onboarding a lot of people, especially from the two-way world early on, um, just to get their their feet wet. And I think I that's, wanna, that's... I want to do an NFT for my 5,000 subscriber giveaway. Well, let's do it. And the cool thing is you can do all sorts of things with NFTs for a marketing purpose. So, I mean, the, the cool thing about NFTs is that they're provable digital ownership or provable digital membership. So, for instance, let's say you're JSD Supply and you want to have an event, you can go through and, you know, you can give away maybe you create like a kind of like a club. And you say, look, if you buy this, the 2002 JSD Supply NFT and become member NFT, and you get 10% off for the year, and all you need to do is show the NFT or at checkout, or they can verify that it's in your wallet, and boom, you get that discount. But you could also take that same NFT and say, we're going to go to the Gunmakers match. And if you show you have that 2022 NFT in your wallet at the time you show up, boom, you, you get a free entry. There's all sorts of interesting things you can do with NFTs. Uh, just understand that NFT technology is digital provable ownership. Yeah. Of something there's, or there, membership. There's some like high end clubs using NFTs, um, pri- high end private clubs mm-hmm. uh, using NFTs to actually get in. Like, clubs, so, like talking about like nightclub type thing, you know. So, another way you can use NFTs for marketing is that you can airdrop. Once you, so once someone buys an NFT, you can see who's ever downloaded or purchased that NFT and you have their wallet address and you can literally send other things to that wallet address forever. 
And so that's one of the things you could do. Or you could say, hey, if you hold this this one NFT in your wallet, we'll scan your wallet to see if it's in there. And if it's in there, we can scan and or send you something else. Um, so there's lots of cool things you can do with NFT technology that's never been possible before. So that's what I'm excited about is all these under these other interesting use cases. So we have um, there's an outfit. I'm not going to say who it is, but we're talking to them about um, releasing historic documents as NFTs. Uh, which I think is going to be really kind of cool. And so, so Glenn Beck is the person you're talking to, right? No. I, I, I'm no, going to send, I, I, since I know Rich's uh, Tesla wallet address, I'm going to send them NFTs of dicks. <laughs> so for all, so if his wallet's I'm getting NFT spam. How do I report it? <laughs> exactly. And then for like, and then we could send pictures of like twins to, you know, shooting gallery, New England in his NFT Triplets. wallet. Triplets, but you could send them triplets of monkeys, you know, baby goats, you name it. Okay, dude, I don't even understand. What are you doing? Why? Like, I can, I got a knife too. No, Rich started doing that, so I started doing it back to him. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Jason King, he doesn't like crypto because it's not private. If one day, you know, if ding, it is ding, one day, ding, ding. yeah, it depends. So privacy is a spectrum. The fact that you're on the internet, you don't have privacy anyway. Um, with the, the interesting thing is that we already have shielded transaction functionality at the protocol level. We have not implemented it at the wallet level yet, but anybody could. The great thing about an open source software is that people can build all sorts of layer two add-ons. The problem right now is if you're a smaller crypto project, and you have privacy functionality, an American exchange will not list you. And so we're hoping to add some of that functionality to, to make it more accessible in the future. But we need to not implement that feature if we want to get on American exchanges. And we've had several billion-dollar companies say that they won't accept Tusk until it's on an American exchange. So there's kind of this weird catch-22 with the project is that these are the things we have to balance off. Um, but understand we like privacy too um but you know yeah, sometimes well, you, there's a lot of chicken and egg stuff that has to go on because of just making people happy and regulations and things like that uh Clint, I, want, I want to clear up a misconception out there that a lot of people have by default telegram is not into end encryption Mm-mm. by default it's not they have hey. access to all your messages which you, one of them actually, is end-to-end? Yeah, well, Signal is. You, you can Signal. make Telegram end-to-end encryption, but you have to turn that on. You have to do a secret chat for that. Yes, and a lot of people don't realize that. They automatically assume no, that it's end-to-end encryption. Yes. Um, and with I think, no-click exploits, the NSA, FBI, and other three-letter agencies have full access to your phone anyhow. True. Right. So the thing is about crypto is that it's pseudo anonymous. And so what that means is, you know, if you, you know, set up a Tusk account, it there I don't know who you are. We don't do any email KYC because we're a non, you know, when you set up a Tusk wallet, it's a non-custodial uh, uh, wallet. KYC is know your customer. 
know your customers. So in other words, you know, revealing your identity, like setting up a bank account. If you're going to set up a bank account, you have to give them your driver's license or passport to do that. There's none of that is involved with us because Tusk, you know, we're not, we don't, we're taking, we're not taking possession of any of your digital assets. So we don't have to, you know, do anything like that. Um, but if you don't, what it comes down to is that the transactions from one wallet to another are viewable on a block explorer. But what is private is your, you know, who owns those wallets. So uh, if you understand that the wallets themselves are not, as we call it, doxed, um, and you don't dox yourself in some way, then it technically is private. Um, the transaction is not but it doesn't know who's on one end versus the other. So that's the, the big difference. And again, you know, we do have shielded function, you know, functionality. If you are very script heavy, you can do private transaction on TUS right now through the command line interface. Um, we just don't have any of that implemented at the GUI wallet. Yeah, there's a guy on YouTube called CoffeeZilla who does a lot of investigations into crypto scams by influencers. Mm -hmm. um, right. And he... He is like a true investigative crypto investigative journalist. Like he'll use block explorers and like and use like all these different you know, like match up everything and then he uses all publicly available information to figure out whose wallet is whose. The thing is most people are lazy and most people are not very detail oriented. So even the scammers will t will often you know, associate themselves publicly with a certain wallet address and then forget about it. And then later on do some kind of scam. And then some, you know, people end up taking a transaction into a scam over here. And then they eventually move it to that wallet that was initially connected to their identity. And that's how most scammers do get found. Yeah. Uh, hello to my nephew, Corey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how exactly how he does it. And it's amazing. <laughs> scammers. <laughs> No, you know, if you look at most of the scammers, like I would say the bulk of the scammers are people that are in third world nations and you're, you're not always dealing with the, the smartest people. Well, uh, <laughs> third world nations or a lot of the scammers are like Internet influencers. Right. Well, a lot of the scammers, the well, the influencer types are just, well, you know, they're just scams regardless. But but if you look at most of the problems with crypto. There's there have been some pretty notable big hacks where someone's actually exploited the software, but those are almost always an inside job of some form. But if you look at where most people are like losing their NFTs and things like that, it's because people aren't paying attention. You know, they're signing like to move money from your wallet, you have to sign it with your private key, and and you're seeing like this right now. Where these people are, quote unquote, losing their, you know, half million, million, multi-million dollar, you know, board ape NFTs. And what's happening is they're they're leaving this like million dollar asset in what we call a hot wallet that they're floating around the Internet on. Yeah. And then someone puts up a bogus link and they sign the link and that contract that they're signing just allows them to suck out their like, you know, half million dollar, million dollar NFT. And. But others, but those of us who are a little more like knowledgeable will say, like, why the hell do you have a half million dollar or multi million dollar asset in a wallet you're carrying around in your pocket, or you're just surfing the net where and signing on to you know using your MetaMask wallet and signing transactions for contracts without double checking? To me, that's just really bad hygiene. But if you look at most of the quote unquote scams out there, they're literally just people 
not paying attention. Like there was this exploit where these people from the were trying to get a free hoodie. So understand people that have like multi million dollar NFTs from the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is this like you know cartoon monkey, right? It's like but they're real expensive cartoon monkey avatars, and like literally they got scammed because someone was offering a free hoodie. So if you clicked on and proved that you were a Board Ape Yacht Club member because you had one of these NFTs in your wallet, they would send you supposedly a free hoodie that was twenty dollar twenty dollar hoodie, and then that was a contract exploit to basically they signed yeah you can see my nft and then boom they sucked out their nft and stole it from them but i mean it's just like yeah but it's it's just basic it's basic so most of the hacks in crypto are social engineered almost all of them uh, Mm -hmm. uh, most of the hacks are social engineered a lot of the scams though are rug pulls and pump and dumps and stuff well that's a different that's that's the fraud part but there's a lot of that too yeah and, and so, but, you know, that's that's pretty easy because they pray. The problem with that is that, you know, people are preying on people that want to get rich quick. And people uh-huh. that want to get rich quick want to believe the bullshit. And, you know, you know, dependent ignorance or greed. I would say most of them are due dependent ignorance and greed, but mostly greed. It's uh, So if you think about it, right, like... If we would sit there and tell people that they're going to become millionaires from Tusk overnight and pump, pump, pump and rah, 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 and just focused on the investment angle, by the way, which is mostly illegal in the United States for yeah. us to do that. So that's why we don't. Does that make enough um, security? It, it would. It certainly could look that way. Yeah. And so we don't want to do things that are illegal or put the project in jeopardy because of the nature of what we are dealing with. And so – uh, what did, uh, so get rich quick schemes and scams act a lot like diet pill scams, okay? Because it works on the part of the brain. If I said, "Hey, buy this forty dollar forty dollar bottle of juice, or the take this forty dollar month pill, and you don't have to exercise or eat less, and you'll get skinny." Well, that's been going on for at least 50 years because they've been around since I've been around and I was a little kid. Oh, and, and, and even though you know that's not the true, people want to believe instead of eating less and working out. Well, it goes well, back to snake oil salesmen back in like right. the 1800s. Same, it worked, but it works on a part of the brain, right? It's, it's the lazy part of the brain. Like if I can have this wonderful results without having to do the hard, hard work, and, and I'm a fat guy, so I understand what this is like. But it's the same thing with getting rich quick. If I can, it's like lottery ticket winning thinking, right? So if I this guy says that this coin's going to go to a billion dollars, and I can throw in two hundred dollars, and I don't have to do any work or take any real risk, and I'm going to be rich in six months, people throw two hundred dollars at that, and that's where you get your Shiba Inus and your Doge coins, right? I, Is I, that, I made money on Shiba Inu, by the way. I know lots of people that did, God, and, but, but I, I, I <laughs> But I know lots more people that lost a lot of money on Shiba Inu. Yeah, so, it wasn't a long-term investment. It was like, okay, well, I can. I'll. I'll it's starting to go up. Let me grab it for two days and <laughs> get right. Rid of it. And and so and so that's the difference between hype and believing scams and believing the the get rich quick stuff versus are you an investor looking? So are you a gambler or an investor? Is well, what you need want to know. Well, uh, I I do a little bit of both. Like the Shiba Inu that I made money on, that was definitely a gamble. Because I knew it was going to, like, crater. But, but just, then you gamble with what you know you can risk. Yeah, I knew it was going to crater. But, it's just like, it's it's like playing chicken. 
how, how long can you hold until you hit that right. wall? So, Diamond hands, buddy. But but the problem hands. is, Rich, is that you know lots of people think they're investing when they're actually gambling. And there's a big difference there. And so if some guy who's involved with the project uh, and selling you on YouTube, that you're going to make a bunch of money and invest, you know, give us your money. That's not investing. That's gambling because, you know, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. But a lot of people don't know the difference. Yeah, what I tell, so that's where. It, what I tell people is if anybody says, go to it, it, you know, Bob, get this because it's going to it's going to go to the moon. That right there is like, OK, don't get it. Yeah, that's yeah, the well, first clue. To yeah, the moon so is a red flag to me. Well, it's like the same marketing. It's very similar marketing to multi-level marketing too, right? Uh -huh. if, if you know, if you've ever, and I, I've sat in a few of these in my life. If you ever go, if you look at the the MLM pitches, are all the same, and they're the same for a reason because they work on a good chunk of the population. And usually, you go and sit in this auditorium with these really, really enthusiastic people with really bright white teeth and dressed real nice, and then they show you uh, a very moving presentation of like Ferraris and palm trees and jet you know private jets and you do that for 30 minutes and then they tell you you're going to sell an air filter you know or something and like you're going to get that and so but it works because they they're they're basically short-circuiting your brain to get into the pump part and get enthusiastic about oh if i just do this one thing and you know i can be rich overnight like these people can and the reality is most of the time you can't and that same applies to crypto but people who do that think they're somehow investing when they really don't know how to do diligence on this. That's what, what I really hate about crypto is you hear this a lot where they say, do your own research. And I think that's one of the most trash things to say to most people because most people don't have the skills to actually do proper diligence and research on an investment because they're not investment advisors. They're not trained as investment advisors. So they think investment research or do your own research means going to YouTube and all those influencers Rich was talking about, right, are the ones that are like, you know, these are the ones that are like involved with pitching the sale to you. They're yeah, in on right. it. Yeah, the right. TikTok and, guys. TikTok yeah, is and so, for that. And so that's – but if you talk to most, let's just say, say, average people that are, you know, getting excited about getting rich quick, they think that watching a bunch of YouTube videos by people that are paid <laughs> to, like, tell you to buy something, um, that's doing, you know, investment research. And it's not. That's still gambling. Um, and a lot of these – so the SEC has a term for these people. They would call them unsophisticated investors. And that's not a derogatory term. It just means that they don't have the skills to do reasonable investment research. And by the way, that is a skill, um, especially, on, and it's really hard on early stage startups, which most cryptos technically are. So you got to be really careful with that. That would suck. How did you miss a $4 million lottery ticket? I don't know. That would really suck. Would. Um, well, how about the guy that has a $500 million in Bitcoin on a hard drive that I can't remember the password to? I thought was was there one of those stories? A guy threw his computer away at a landfill. And that's in England. They've been digging up the landfill in England for like two years or something. But it's supposedly like oh, five hundred million dollars or something in Bitcoin. No, there's five hundred so, million dollars. Uh, I think it's five hundred million dollars now. It might be a little bit more. Uh, but Mint Mobile actually hired the dude for like the the funniest commercial ever. You know, Mint Mobile is. Mm -mm. Uh, Mint Mobile is a cell phone company owned by Ryan Reynolds. 
in Canada, right? Or well, no, or no, it's a rich guy in Canada. It's a U.S. No, company. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, but no, it's a U.S. I knew something was Canadian. So, so I, I want to play. I want to play this for you, Rob, and get your opinion on this. Okay. Okay. I have opinions about everything. I know you do. You're very opinionated. You are the most opinionated person I know. I'm just joking. I don't think I am. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't you, think I am. But you do call me up, and that's an opinion, right? But but <laughs> I call you up. But here's the thing. Before I form an opinion, I try to get educated about I, things. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking with you, man. But, yeah, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this commercial before. It's a Ferment Mobile. I'm going to play it here. They won't mind because I'm advertising their stuff. Every morning, Alex Roland wakes up. That is Ryan Reynolds. And begins his long day of reflection. Alex is a savvy investor. It was brand new. Like, no one was doing this. In 2010, he bought $500 in Bitcoin. Today, that investment is worth over $280 million. It's like 500000 now, $500 million. Alex is the only millionaire in the family, but you'd never know it if you met him. This isn't because he's humble or eccentric. No. It's because he can't remember the password to his f***ing Bitcoin account. If you invest in Bitcoin, write your password down. Maybe tell a friend. Don't do what I did. For years, Alex has been climbing to the apex of Eagle Peak every morning. He calls this place his remembering rock. To no avail. But today, Alex's fortunes are about to change. A free year of cell phone service? Um... That, right there, is one year's worth of Mint Mobile. Quarter billion dollars? The most affordable premium wireless service in America. Congratulations, Alex. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, uh, it's worth like uh, 500 million at this point. Um, he has a hard drive, and it's set up to automatically. Uh, in in it's it's in cold storage on the hard drive, and the hard drive is set up to automatically erase after uh, you know destroy itself. It's encrypted, right? So after ten missed passwords, it it it, it fries itself basically, and deletes itself. He, um, uh, as of three years ago, he was at eight. So he has two more tries. So he's not doing anything because he's waiting to see if someone can break the encryption. But yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's it's twenty forty eight bit encryption. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> shot shot two fifty six for the win. Um, yeah. So uh, so he's uh, he's kind of screwed. And and this is why, but this goes back to like that's just what we would call a key management issue, like. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But it's like the same thing as these people are doing. This like, look, I mean, I am not crypto. I'm not a crypto millionaire, right? And so, and but I I do have a lot of my, I have a lot of money invested in crypto, and I can tell you the way we're so we're very religious and meticulous about moving money around on crypto because of that 
And we have a very, very set protocol on how we manage our own crypto funds because we take it very seriously because, you know, yeah, it might not be worth, you know, something might not be worth much today. But in three years when that thing goes, you know, balloon, you know, balloons up, you don't want to sit there and go, oh, I really screwed up. What happened to that like, you know, that money, blah, blah, blah. And and trust me, I've known multiple people that lost hundreds of thousands of dollars with the crypto just from stupid key management problems. And it's 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 ridiculous. It's on something called an iron key, which is like military grade encryption. So you can't really go with it. Um, but yeah, uh, Brian lives in a one bedroom apartment. And imagine waking up every morning and looking at something worth like half a million dollars. And you have to go to your, to your job and sit in a cubicle for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that, oh. you know, and knowing that, <laughs> that if you just remember your password, you it, would never have to work like, again. Your kids would never have to work again. Your kids' kids would never have to work again. <laughs> yeah, but that, but the thing is, a lot. But I think you know, cases like that. Part of it was, you know, it wasn't worth as much when he got it, so he didn't take it that seriously. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem with a lot of these things is that, you know, take it seriously, and it's it's not always easy. Yeah, you never we'll know. see. We'll see. You never know what you never know. Worth. Exactly, and and you got to have long term view on these things. But I think here's the thing with crypto, which is different than traditional. If you look at the number of Americans that don't have any investments. It's it's a huge number of the country don't have a 401k or a 403b or, you know, any kind of Roth IRAs or anything. Most people, like a good chunk of the population, do not have any of those investments or assets. And so, but they're jumping into crypto is their first four-way, foray into four-way. That didn't sound good. Um, foray, yeah. The foray into investing and and they're treating it more lackadaisically like it's like a lottery ticket or a scratch off it's like that kind Mm -hmm. of mindset and so they're not doing the diligence they're just jumping in because they're so excited and exuberant because they want to get rich in two weeks um i was on a clubhouse room uh a couple months back and i got yelled at for this and there was a lady in there um and I think this is in like November and she had um, bought some Bitcoin in October and she was complaining. She's oh yeah, Bitcoin's not doing much um, and I'm down now and I want to get my money out. And we're like, what are you talking about? How, when did you? And so she had it in the market for two months and she was mad that it hadn't like mooned and made her a millionaire. And so she was mad and she was underwater wow. and she was mad. And so a lot of us are saying, you know, you know, sell to me. I'll buy it now. Well, we were talking, and, and I used the word unsophisticated investor, right? Which mm-hmm. is an SEC term, right? This right, is right, not right. like accredited investor. An accredited and unsophisticated are opposite, but they're definitions defined by the SEC. And they're like, "Don't you talk down to me like that?" And we're like, "It's it, it's not being difficult." You, but the fact is that you, the fact that you invested and you think eight weeks later you should have a huge return on your investment means you're probably not a savvy investor to begin with. And and it's just interesting that you're seeing a lot of these people. These are the people that are losing their ass in crypto or getting scammed. 
And that's part of the problem is that you have a vast majority of the people that are delving to crypto that just don't have any background with investing. And they're they're unfortunately making some bad decisions in that process. Yeah. Uh one one of the ways you can look at and see if anything if if it's a pumping up a rug pull or something is look how look how long it's been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a lot of people don't like. Oh yeah, it's going up. It's only been around for a week. Of course, it's going up, but it's going to crash eventually. Yeah, it's you know I mean that's part of it. There's a lot of red flags. So I always look at how long it's been around, but I always looked as a team doxed or not. And I always look at how they market. If the marketing and look at and here's a, this is a good thing that I've learned. If you look at their social media and all their social media is talking about price movements, price action, what it could potentially do, like always kind of selling that investment side of it. But that is a big red flag to me because that tells you that's all they care about, like the team. They only care about what it's doing in the price world. And that means they're trying to sell it as an investment versus are they trying to solve some real world problem yeah. with mm-hmm. the crypto? And that's a big red flag uh, to me. And, and I and generally Rob, don't. We're, we're running it. towards the end. I want to make sure you get this out. You're, you're hitting there. Explain to us what Tusk is, why it's important, why we want it. Oh, well, why you want it is because because it's awesome. You could watch the commercial. Um, let's start there. No, so TUS stands for the Universal Settlement Coin. We are a blockchain. We're a cryptocurrency and NFT platform that is operated in a very transparent, open source, and decentralized way. Think of us kind of like we're a nonprofit is the best way to describe what we are. And so, and we've created a currency to help solve uh, the problems that primarily several industries, but most importantly, the gun industry faces with dealing with having to be deplatformed with, you know, from groups like PayPal and a lot of national banks. Um, and so we created an alternative money system that is not going to judge industries based on what they do. Um, and we believe, and since most of us involved with the project are already gun guys, we are kind of trying to bring crypto to the two-way space and to the gun world because we give a shit about it because we're part of this world and we see this is a problem in fact a growing problem and so we are in the early stages of you know creating hopefully a revolution in the two-way space um to be that go-to cryptocurrency uh that supports the industry um i look at it like you know we are a free insurance policy against being canceled and deplatformed um, by financial institutions. Um, on the metrics, uh, there's 0% transaction fee for retailers. There's no chargebacks. There's instant settlement. Um, transaction fees are virtually free. And uh, we're really cool. So, and well, we're also. And, and more importantly, is your settlement time is what, under three yeah. seconds? The block time is three seconds. Average confirmation time is about 1.5 seconds, which is basically sometimes faster than Visa confirms transactions. And then we also have just expanded and we're developing out our NFT capability, which has a lot of interesting use cases in the 2A world. And not just for art, but for ownership of different things. So we're pretty excited about uh, the program and the project all the way around. Um, But ultimately, 
if in short bitcoin for guns but we're we're much cheaper and more efficient to use and um we're out there trying to onboard and help people you know learn about this technology because there's a big learning curve um but i say what happens if, if you're in the 2a space and, and you're a retailer or you sell things in the gun space what are you going to do with you know when they you get deplatformed and get canceled by your financial uh-huh. institution um we have free payment gateways, which has so happened you, which has happened many times and they're, and they're pushing and they're trying to push visa and all these other places to, to it as well. i believe that there looks like between uh, visa has partnered with uh, the anti-defamation league to create what we believe a financial no-fly list and that's coming um last summer the visa gave millions of dollars to the adl to help build this list out and so this is coming and so what do you have if your your current credit card processor deplatforms you what do you got well Tusk, if you can you can set up a, you can sign up for an account. It's free. You can set up a free payment gateway if you have an online business, and just have it as an insurance policy. Uh, you know, it, so you just already have that infrastructure set up. So if someone decides to screw you over, the, you know, the banking institutions, you already have a fallback with Tusk, and that doesn't cost you anything to do. All right, and one more thing: the the thumbnail that I used for the show today was you giving a twenty thousand dollar endowment in Tusk to uh, GOA. Yes, so we're uh, so we are turned. Uh, we are in the process of getting that all set up with them right now. John is helping facilitate that. Um, but uh, yes, our, our community voted to support GOA because we like what they're doing by giving them twenty thousand dollars worth of Tusk, and hopefully over time that'll grow and give them some more stable funding long term. And we're gonna be once we get everything set up, uh, we're going. Uh, GOA is eventually going to be accepting donations in Tusk. Correct. And so, and there's a lot of Tusk holders that want to donate. So I'm real excited to get that kind of set up. Um, but that's essentially what we're doing with Tusk. And so uh, we're, we're, we are founded by gun guys. We believe in the Second Amendment. Um, we believe everybody have, we believe that the, the right to transact is a protected by the Ninth Amendment. Um, and, you know, that's just important to me as the Second Amendment, because if you're not allowed to buy and sell freely and without, you know, outside influence and pressures and coercion, you, you've lost a great deal of your liberty right there. And so and we've seen, you know, over the last couple of years, especially, you know, how corporations can do the dirty work of censoring, even if technically not the government, they're working hand in hand with the government to implement uh, tyrannical government, uh, you know, kind of edicts. And that's kind of what we're trying to do in a decentralized way. The answer to centralized tyranny and censorship is decentralized systems, not alternative Republican versions of centralized systems. Uh, we have this saying is that if there's a kill switch, someone's going to use it. Um, with Tusk, we don't have the ability to shut your account down, even if we don't like you. And by the way, there's people I don't like that have Tusk accounts, and I can't shut them down, even though I'd like to. So, um, so yeah, if anybody's got any questions, you can definitely take a look at TUSC.network or ping me, just um, I, Rob McNeil and other socials, happy to try to help people walk through any of the uh, confusing ways to onboard. But if you're interested, I'm going to be happy to help you out and answer any questions. I am doing a... Okay, I am doing a presentation, um, and I got I got to film it and everything about how to set up a wallet uh, for something else. But I could put that up on like one of the websites, uh, one of the one of the channels. If you if you, I think it would be a good idea. Yeah, 
In fact, you can go to Tufts.network and in the About Us documentation page, there is on the exchange pages, there is a link on how to actually buy Tusk. Um, uh, my, my beautiful wife actually walked through um, on how to do that. So there already is a video out there, oh, cool. and we actually have a document on there as well. So I didn't even. Uh, boy, I, I'm embarrassed. I didn't even think about this. I've been selling these things, and I could have been accepting Tusk. Well, hook me up. I need to do a G34. G34. G17 okay. frame with a longer slide. Okay. Okay. So if you got a G, you got a P80 G17, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll buy it from you. Uh, and I do. Let's talk. I got to build one because I want to start going pew pew for Team Tusk and Swamp Dog's mm-hmm. going to be helping us uh, grow the Tusk shooting team project. So we oh, got a cool. little shooting team thing we're working on, crypto powered shooting team. So there's a lot of fun stuff we're going to be doing over the next year, and now we're just starting to scale. So um, and I think once we get the NFT stuff going, I think things are going to really start moving quickly. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about the project, and I, I'm you know, four years into this, and I'm still not bored. I'm still excited about working on it every day, and I think it, it feels good to be working on something that I think long term will do a lot of good for the community and maybe even the world, depending on where things are going with all this inflation and stuff. All right, all well, that 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 works. Uh, you can go to Tufts Network to find out all the information you need. You can also uh, follow Rich on Locals at flyingrich.locals.com. Me on Locals at johncrump.locals.com. You can follow Flying Rich on his YouTube page at flying at flying rich, not fly rich, flying rich. Uh, are all one word. Um, Instagram flying rich underscore official because somebody else has flying rich flying rich on all the other platforms and is my face at flying rich. Did I miss anything rich? No, you're good. Yeah. Just, uh, and check me out at John Crump news and read my stuff at MLN.com with that. I'm going to give the last word to Rob McNeely. Well, hey, folks, uh, I do appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, I'd like to start coming on a little more often. I've been a little busy with a bunch of stuff because I'm moving and a bunch of other stuff. But um, I, I really do believe in what we're doing with the the Tusk project. I am really a big believer in the 2A world. I'm not a carpetbagger. I can talk guns all day long. I build guns. Um, I can tell you about my latest build some other time. Um, but we're doing a lot of cool stuff with uh, Tusk. And we're just trying to, we're a grassroots project, right? I mean, think of us like a nonprofit. We're out there. We're run by basically volunteers. Um, and if anybody's interested in getting involved, we need people that can do anything. So if you can code or you can knock on doors or you can make phone calls, we need all the help we can get to help create this backup plan for gun retailers. So even if the banks cut them off, there's still another way that they can do business and stay alive. Um, so if anybody's interested, uh, I'm just at Rob McNeely out on Twitter. Just ping me there. That's easier. Go to my website, robmcneely.com. Um, and then uh, just if you have any questions, let me know. But we would really love all the help we can get right now because we're at a critical stage. I think we're going to be really growing this year. So, um that, that's about all I got. I'm not the best at shilling, but that's what we're doing. And anybody who's interested, um, reach out. Oh, I got one more question for you, Rob. Yo. Wolverine's 